Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. What are you up to? I am getting ready for Yule. Oh my what are gosh. You doing? Same. Basically same. same. I'm really leaning into the like cold darkness thing, even though it's still been 70 <laughs> degrees where the I am. Cold darkness. <laughs> no. In a good way. I'm feeling like all I want to do is be cozy. Oh, no. Not when you have a dog who insists on going outside every possible moment. I know. Well, that's true. It's actually cold for you. So that it is cold for does me. make We're a in, like, the difference. We're in the 20s now, and I'm dying. Oh, no. <laughs> so I am ready for Solstice and Yule to be Yule. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yule. My southern accent just, like, flew out with Yule and Yule at the same time, and it became Yule. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, winning. the Scandinavian spelling and all the, like, it sources is that I've looked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're you're totally right. <laughs> I'm totally right. That happened on purpose. Yeah. Are you doing anything for Yule? I'm, sh- I'm sure that there's some sort of Solstice celebration that happens in Korea. Um, not really. I actually really? taught on Yule this year and they don't know about Yule at all. So I, th- I had to like use the Frozen song as reference that they're doing like a Yule party. So kids would be like, oh, that's Yule. Lots of bells and Olaf. Okay. Got it. So <laughs> Totally um, accurate. Yeah, I know. But this is actually my first year celebrating Yule. Uh, and it's like really refreshing because like in ever since like leaving Christianity, like when I was in the faith, that faith. It was very, like, Christmas was a very family time. I was always singing. Like, it was a very special time to me. And then yeah. when I left, it was, like, nothing. It was, like, very, it was like time of mourning and sadness for, like, yeah. two years. Oh, no. And then now I, and you know, so now it's, like, I'm in a place of healing where I can now celebrate Yule. Yeah. So I'm just really excited for this year. So I have some, like, pictures of Krampus everywhere. <laughs> I have, it. like, Yule pictures everywhere. And I'm thinking of doing, like, every, like, Yule and Lilith Lilith? Nope. Litha. Lithia. There we go. That one. <laughs> Litha. <laughs> Litha. Oh Litha. my gosh. Um, like it's popular. Like if you do yoga, you can do like 108 sun salutations to yeah. like usher in welcome the darkness or welcome in the sun. So I'm thinking about doing that. So just to kind of like just have like a nice little ritual and making apple cider and getting a Yule cake, Yule log cake. So awesome. Yeah. Nothing yeah, big, just I... special. I think I really like that. My mom is having a big, big, big solstice party on the 22nd. That I'm really excited for, but mm-hmm. I'm also trying to sneak as much like quiet witchiness in with just my mom and sister that <laughs> morning as I possibly can. <laughs> so, so what it, does your mom's kind of party look like? Like, like uh, if I was going so to be there, there. What would it be like? There, um, <laughs> there's going to be a band. Oh. She always finds like local musicians, like trios of local musicians to come to stuff like that. So there's going to be music, uh, a, a bonfire outside and a fire inside. Aww. Lots of drinking and singing and dancing. Um, and just kind of like neighbors stopping by and everyone coming in and out. And it's super fun. Aww. So it's like an actual Yule log party. Like they used like the Vikings yeah. used to have. Legit. I <laughs> Yes. I will tell her that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she knows. She like, my mom does. I mean, she's probably listening to this. Hi, mom. Hi, mom does a lot of stuff just by like gut instinct. And so okay. I think that that makes it even more amazing when she aligns so closely <laughs> with like historical traditions and stuff. I love it. So but much. yeah, it's just, it's just kind of like a, a rousing party. And so what I'm trying to add to it is um, we had to cut down a big tree in our backyard because of termite damage like two years ago at my house down here. And so I'm going to bring a big chunk of um, that tree mm-hmm. down to be our Yule log because I like the idea of using uh, 
sort of gift from nature rather right. than using something that you bought. Yeah. Um, and since I have access to something that was a gift from nature because we had to take down this tree, yeah. it works really well. Yeah. Well, especially because it's coming from like your family's household. I feel like that's more meaningful yeah. and like what the Yule Log represents, especially in our, in the like pagan witchy culture. I would think that's, yeah. I think it's more beautiful than even like going out to buy a log or like finding one at the side of the road. So yeah. And since I have the lot, like, you know, the good fortune or whatever of, having had to take down that tree <laughs> yeah. I say good fortune now but in the moment I was like I can't believe I have to cut down a tree oh, yeah <laughs> it was like 35 feet tall so it oh was my pretty gosh. tragic <laughs> that is yeah, but anyway oh exactly so I'm I'm really excited because I I never have really been that into Christmas I think because my name is Holly and mm-hmm. I hated how every song would be used kind of tauntingly Have towards holly me. jolly Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's my least favorite one is the holly jolly <laughs> thing. I mean, I'm fine with it now that I'm 31, but from age, you know, like 7 to 27, I was not about it. In theater, so, you were automatically like put in the choir for that song. Like any holly song, yeah. oh, let's put holly there. Yeah, perfect. It's perfect. So I just like, I always really struggled with holiday spirit. Yeah. But for the last couple of years that I've been like thinking about it as Yule rather than Christmas, I've been so much more excited. Like last year, my family was all down here and my mom and sister came down a little bit early so they could be here for the solstice. And we did like a candle ritual and all that sort. And just like, it was just really, really amazing. And I think that that's like amplified my love of this season is thinking about it in terms of the solstice rather than Christmas. Yeah. And I love that. And we're like welcoming in warmth now. So I don't have to feel like darkness is like constantly coming in and smothering me. So yay. (laughs) Vitamin D. Always a good thing. Always a good thing. Mm. Yay! But also, this episode sort of is, has turned into a little our Yule episode. I know. Even though we're not going into a ton of detail about our own rituals, right. we're gonna talk about Yule. And we didn't kind of plan it that way; it just happened. So it just happened. Happy Yule, everyone! Yeah, Happy Yule! So, in honor of the solstice, the winter solstice, I am using the brightest deck I have and wearing my unicorn shirt. So, if you can guess, I'm using the crystal tarot, crystal unicorn tarot deck. Yay! Today. Yay! That's Brightness such a good one. We and love. love. That. Yeah. So, let's see what our card of the day is. Please be good. Please be good. Please be good. <laughs> it is the Ace of Pentacles. So yes, I was. Oh, nice. This card. Yay! That is a good card. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the the Crystal Unicorn Tarot uh, Ace of Pentacles because it's like, and of course, like in the um, RWS, it's like a pentacle with like God's hand coming out of the clouds, and this has a unicorn hoof with a pentacle yeah, balancing exactly. on top. I love that. With a rainbow. Exactly. Like, how can you not love this card? And it's also so great because this is the first full-sized episode of Wildly Tarot. Yes. And the Ace of Pentacles is about new opportunities. It is. New opportunities, new money, new coin. Yeah. Literally yeah, a gift. I wish. A gift. I know. I know. Still, we still no sponsors. No. no I'm just kidding. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you'd like to sponsor us, we're totally up for it. <laughs> 
Uh, but I also think it's funny because like it's kind of like a gift from the heavens. So to me, it's like this mm-hmm. this new age that we're going into is like a gift from the universe. Yeah, so, just like the the new year rolling over new and year. the yep. sun coming back. Yes, <laughs> that is our gift is the sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our pentacle is just actual lightness itself. <laughs> Oh, I love this card. I know, me too. It's always so encouraging. And I really do like that variation of it. But I think the crystal unicorn strength is all of the hooves in place of hands. Yes. It is yes. so funny. It is. <laughs> uh, we'll have a picture for it on our Instagram because it's it's just, you can't just like talk about it. So you have to see uh, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So our card of the day is the Ace of Pentacles. Yay. And it didn't read me this week. <laughs> I know. I think that uh, no all lobster. of our anxieties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no lobster, no devil. We're doing girly good, Holly, for this new season. <laughs> Season. <laughs> oh my god it's so true it is okay so our for our first question of the episode is from our friend alicia and she asks what is your ritual when you sit down to pull cards what does your space look like and do you do any special music or sense going on um it varies so much for me and i think i love this question because i would love it if we could say like Every single time I sit quietly and think about my life and spend, you know, 45 minutes just being grateful before I even start pulling cards. But the reality (laughs) of the situation is that it varies so much based on whether or not I have Mm -hmm. like an hour or seven minutes or whatever. So what I like to do is sit down and light some incense, usually something with sandalwood, just because that makes me feel really connected to the universe Um, Mm -hmm. and then I sort of like, you know, we'll wave some sage around to sort of cleanse the space. And I like to follow that up with, um, Palo Santo just because I prefer that scent a little bit to sage. Um, but anyway, Mm -hmm. so I like to kind of get into the right headspace, center myself, all of that stuff. And then I will, you know, start pulling cards. Um, I like to have a lot of candles burning, but I also like to have a lot of greenery on my altar. So <laughs> those two things don't really go that well together. <laughs> like the fire department needs to be put on hold. Uh, yeah, just in exactly. Case. <laughs> like, um, oh, all of this greenery is looking a little bit dried out. Maybe I'll only light one candle today just to prevent a fireball. <laughs> um, but yeah. And oh so my gosh. I, we already posted in our, in our Facebook group, kind of what our shuffling strategy looks like but Mm -hmm. you know the reality of the situation is that most of the time when I'm doing tarot readings my dog is in and out um there's you know laundry going because my laundry machine is like literally right next to my desk but I still like to try to shut all of that out as much as possible and just kind of like really get as centered as possible if I only have five minutes then I'll usually just sit down center myself without lighting any candles or doing any like shielding of the outside world, I guess, and just pull cards. Mm-hmm. Because I found that there even as long as I'm allowing myself time to interpret cards, it's okay if it needs to be faster in the moment than like yeah. centering and doing the whole thing. What about you? Uh-huh. Okay. So <laughs> I am <laughs> so just to paint this picture. <laughs> I live in a one-room apartment with the smallest kitchen in the world and one bathroom. <laughs> so in my entire apartment area is a bed. So I have the smallest little altar space to do any sort of readings on. So most of the time I do them in bed. Yeah. Like for myself personally, I will just, just flip cards in bed. Like you are so much better than I am. I won't even censure myself. I'll just be like... Whippy bam boom pop, you know, and just flip cards. <laughs> that is and, perfectly like, not acceptable. Even... 
<laughs> and I'm thinking like, well, maybe I need to start doing this whole shielding thing. Maybe that would help me. But a you more. also but- have the problem that your husband really does not like the smell of sage. So you can't right. like oh, yes. use a ton of sage. It, <laughs> it has to be only done on Saturday mornings right after he goes to work. And then I have to put on all the fans. So and then you will because, OK, so one time I heard that sage like makes negative energy, negative spirits come out and then Palo Santo. Yeah. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah. I keep wanting to say Palo Palo Alto. And I'm like, <laughs> nope, that's Palo a town Alto in like Northern California. A town. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, Palo Alto, I'm pretty sure it's a town. And then Palo Santo like welcomes in good energy and good spirits. So I always like to do them kind of both coinciding and stuff. Yeah. So try to do that. But lighting candles are a bit like more safe on for his for his sense, sense of smell. Of smell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is that we are sharing space with other people and other right. beings with all of our pets and stuff. And so it would be right. so awesome if we could be, you know, like on a mountaintop and having this yes. really great and important experience every single time. But right. the reality is that we just, I mean, that's kind of like the name of the podcast now. Like, we're just like wildly tarrowing <laughs> all over the place. Right. All over the place. Well, and I think, too, it's different when we do, like, client readings as opposed to, like, personal oh, readings. Oh, for because sure. Because personal, like, I'll th- throw stuff around. But then for, like, client readings, I'll really make sure I center myself yeah. and have good energy and meditation. Yeah. Because I want them to have a good experience. For me, I already know myself. I know what's going on. Like, let's just get this over with. Bim, bam, yeah. Bim. I have a so, deck in my car. <laughs> So like if I'm driving home and having like a bad moment, I'll be like, okay, what can I focus on rather than this traffic? But I'm obviously yeah. not doing any centering or saging or <laughs> candle lighting in my car. I'm just sitting there yeah. on a f- packed freeway. <laughs> I mean, we're thankful you're not doing that and making traffic even more oh horrendous. My God, like, could you be... imagine you lighting sage like outside the uh, window? Esther, <laughs> I absolutely would do that. I am such a Taurus. I absolutely would. If I thought, if I were like not concerned about fires... I would 100% burn sage in my car. I am so extra. When I was in high school, I had like my, I drove an old Volvo, like an 86 Volvo. So one of those really, really boxy mm-hmm. ones. There were, a, yeah, yeah. it was like the best car ever, but I had like throw pillows in the back seat because I'm that kind of extra. I'm just such a Taurus. Oh I just wanted everyone to be really comfortable and cozy in that car. Yeah. Meanwhile, the car is just a mode of transportation for me. So I just had Taco Bell wrappers in the back of my car. So you can so, so tell how different Holly and I are. Yeah. Well, actually, yesterday I had to, br- I pulled like three balls and six spoons out of the front seat. So I don't still do that, but there was a time in my life. There was a time in your life when it was more convenient to have throw pillows. Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Oh it. my God. I'm so funny. I used to be so embarrassed <laughs> about that sort of thing. And I would always try to make excuses like, oh, well, it's just because I want everyone to be comfortable or I found these really cool pillows and I wanted to have them around me all the time. And now I'm like, no, that's just who I am. I love comfort and <laughs> yes. I'm kind of a show off to be totally honest. <laughs> Look at how comfortable I can make you. That's like my mentality almost. <laughs> like you'd be like the best Uber driver. Like Holly being an Uber driver you would get like five stars and be like man this bitch has like all these pillows everywhere and incense <laughs> or people inside. would be like oh my god this was like stepping into a brothel <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the brothel experience no that's true I'm just thinking like a bordello like an old west yes. bordello <laughs> like s- satin curtains <laughs> yeah, exactly. that are in the back I love it unnecessary <laughs> but accurate <laughs> All right, so total sidetrack. 
on the <laughs> other okay. end of that spectrum <laughs> where we're actually doing rituals rather than just like basically making our cars look crazy. Part of my ritual each holiday season, and I'm talking about the solstices and the equinoxes because that's what I commemorate mostly. Um, uh, one of my rituals is to always do a tarot spread. Obviously it's my thing. <laughs> I thought it would. Yes. So anyway, um, I thought it would be fun to do a Yule spread about our podcast as we're sort of starting this new year of it. What do you think? You down? I'm down for it, but I'm also terrified because of how many times the cards read us. No, so don't be we're going to let it go. We're going to do it. So we're going to do it. It's going to be okay. Authenticity. <laughs> Radical authenticity. <laughs> yes. People have said that they love it when we're authentic <laughs> and that they're not the only ones who experience the cards. Reading yeah, exactly. Us. So it's okay. We can do it. We got this, Holly. All right. So the winter solstice has always been celebrated by humans on this planet, which um, my sister will appreciate how I phrased that because I always am talking about it as though I am just a visitor and the humans of this planet are a different set of people. Um, but anyway, since we're in the Northern hemisphere, the shortest day of the year is on Yule, which is the winter solstice. But obviously in the Southern hemisphere, they're celebrating Lytha, which is the summer solstice. But anyway, in most pagan traditions, like going back to the Egyptians, probably even like pre documented history folks, um, there's some commemoration of the shortest day of the year and the longest day of the year because we're humans mm-hmm. and we like being in light. We love the sun. Um, right. So the Romans and this is so I was a religious studies major who did a, took a lot of classics classes. So I actually already was really aware of Saturnalia, which was the Roman celebration of the winter solstice. Um, It was a week long. And when Christianity kind of got its start, when they were sort of uh, like figuring out all the dogma and trying to recruit people back in those early days, they co-opted Saturnalia because there was already a party by making it about the birth of Jesus rather than the birth of the sun. Um, S-U-N. Because a lot of the traditions about, about Yule are this is more like Wiccan than just traditional pagan and I'm not a Wiccan so correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong Wiccans who listen um but it's about the actually no in Wicca it's the battle between the Holly King or whatever but anyway in a lot of yeah, pagan yeah. traditions it's about um like the goddess giving birth to the sun and so yeah. giving birth to the sun is obviously something that that like Christianity wanted to co-opt because that's literally the story also giving birth to Jesus, the son. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the (laughs) Christmas traditions are actually Yule traditions. And I think that's pretty cool. And that's one of the reasons why I'm getting more amped up for this holiday season. The more that I lean into like the paganism part of myself. So anyway, this is like overly pagan for like our tarot podcast, but you know, it's just who we are. But anyway, it's just history. So yeah, the moral of all of it is just to say that Yule is about stillness, solitude, contemplation, like of, you know, the darkness and rebirth and, you know, welcoming the sun and being grateful for the changing seasons. And so I found this really adorably themed spread uh, called the Evergreen Yule Tarot Spread. It's from Angelorum, which I found on Pinterest. I've oh. edited it slightly to be a little bit more relevant to the podcast, but it has six positions, which is not too many. That's right in our no. good, good wheelhouse place. And it's themed about Yule. So it's the Yule Log, Mistletoe, Yule Tree, Candles, Holly, and Ivy. Ooh. And so we're going to pull Yay. some cards for this spread and see what it says about the next year of Wildly Tarot. Yes, that's exciting. Wildly taro, you'll spread. (laughs) 
I just like anything that, I mean, if you've seen spreads that I write, I like ones that have like themed components. Yes. I think that's more fun. I, yeah. <laughs> I like having like a theme because it kind of helps illuminate, pun non intended, the, <laughs> like gives you a good picture of what to expect. Because sometimes you can just get a position or like, spoiler alert, mistletoe is what to fertilize this year. Yeah. And if you just read what to fertilize this year, you're like, what does that yeah. mean? Like, <laughs> also, a garden? leave me alone. I'm not interested yeah. in your opinions about what I need to fertilize. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but having mistletoe there, you're like, oh, mistletoe. Okay. I kind of, it gives a better picture. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying hard to reorient my brain from being about me to being about the podcast. Okay. So for Yule Log, I have pulled the Page of Pentacles. Oh, nice. Another page or another pentacles. The page for me of pentacles is the most grounded, of course, the pages. She's the most methodical and slow moving thinking and studying than the night is because the night is more of action where he would like yeah oh, we're gonna try to do something but she is more thoughtful and studying so I feel like what to hope for the new year is just a podcast that we're maybe more grounded in and solidified in and feel more comfortable with yeah <laughs> I think because the page of pentacles is also about new opportunities it's reflective of like hoping that we get off to a good start and that people still like us now that we're not the yeah. holistic terror agency <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, so I got mistletoe, what to fertilize in the new year, and we got the Queen of Wands. Oh. Oh, and I'm using Everyday Witch, and I forgot that the Queen of Wands has a motherfucking dragon on it. Oh, So yeah. good. Um, okay, so the Queen of Wands is um, a card about, like, kind of confidence and action, and so if we're fertilizing anything in the new year, it should be being really sure of our ability to like know what we need to do and figure out mm-hmm. ways to express that really confidently. I think the queen of wands yeah. is like such, such a confident card. Um, yeah. And so having that queen of wands energy be aspirational is really, really nice in my opinion. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. She's been like stalking me the past couple of weeks and I'm oh just right, really trying to step out into it. And it's giving me lots of confidence to, like, see her. Yeah, confidence and warmth and just, like, enthusiasm and all of those things. And we already have a lot of that in us. We're enthusiastic people. Um, And so I think just really making sure that we're giving that space to expand further is good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and get being free to do that because I know that I've been hiding for so long, and now I'm free to give that energy out yeah. and to be myself. So yeah, now yeah. that you're Sorry. Esther, yeah, now that you're Esther. <laughs> I didn't mean to kidnap the mistletoe, but there we go. Okay, the Yule tree, <laughs> the kidnap. <laughs> give me my uh, mistletoe back. <laughs> Okay, so it's what gift and talent to draw on to make your dreams come true. And I got an interesting card. Oh, yeah? The, the Nine of Wands. Oh. So we got him last week when we were t- doing a reading about um, the growing of a family and stuff. And of co- and we mentioned then that he's kind of a, well, in this picture, he's a unicorn that's been like a little war-torn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just like was like, wait, it's a unicorn, not a man. It's a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> So, but oh, he's been on the defensive for so long, but I think it's kind of like what to draw on, like Resiliency. the resilience is, you know, there. It's our ability for resilience. That's kind of to, what to draw from. Yeah. I'm doing candles next, which is how to shine your light brighter. And I got the ace of swords. Oh, we have, we have, ooh, we have the ace today of pentacles and the ace of swords now. And we have a page. Ooh. Ace. I'm just writing that down so that we can post pictures of oh, all yeah, of these. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so the Ace of Swords is about um, 
kind of like power and intellectual truth and mental clarity, shining our light bright brighter by being really rational and kind of enthusiastic and excited on the front end will help us shine brighter. And I have Holly. Okay. I have Holly. Yes. Where you need protection and or slash how to protect how to present yourself oh my gosh how to protect yourself <laughs> i know english oh the high priestess oh my god yeah that's like perfect oh i, I love, love it, it. <laughs> so yes. we can protect ourselves by drawing on that energy on that energy yes and being more intuitive and trusting that intuition and di diving deep don't be afraid to do that and then i'm doing ivy which is our last card and it's how to establish a foundation of peace and I got the Six of Cups, which I've gotten before in context of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and so I think that to establish a foundation of peace, just, you know, some nostalgia and some generosity of, like, spirit would be a good way to create a foundation of peace, which kind of makes sense because yeah. we are going through changes and um, thinking about how great it was before and how great it can be now will be helpful to continue on that path yeah oh this is a good spread all right so this year is going to be exciting i think so lots of <laughs> lots of newness happening lots of encouragement going on it's so true i love it let's do this <laughs> i'm so excited Yay! and i just can't believe it's already yule so i'm already kind of feeling excited for 2019 <laughs> and hopeful yes. Yes. And this really backs that up from the podcast perspective instead of just like in everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Our deck of the week this week is the Hedgewitch Botanical Oracle from Cielo Thompson. This is from the publisher. Let the spirits of the plants be your allies and friends. This gracefully illustrated deck will support you with insights gleaned from traditional herb lore, providing guidance and perspective from the thin places between one world and another. Designed to awaken your natural intuition, this collection of elegant botanical cards draws inspiration from healers and helpers who work in the mysterious realms of wilderness and spirit. Okay, so Hedgewitch Botanicals. We'll start with general impressions and vibes. What what do you like about this deck, Holly? So I bought her original version of this, which were more like flashcards from her Etsy shop way before I even knew that this deck was going to be released. And the flashcard version had just a picture of the botanical on the front. And then the back had a blurb about all the history and blah, 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 blah. And I really liked that. But this is way better because it's actually super usable as an Oracle deck. And the uh, book that came with it is incredible. It's amazing. I, I would read it without the Oracle cards attached. It's Seriously, incredible. I think that she did such a good job of combining lore with actual medicinal uses and mm -hmm. spiritual uses. It's just like such a great book. And then also the images, if you like Line Strider Tarot, you will love the images yes. of the botanicals because they're so pretty mm -hmm. and watercolored and they're just gorgeous. And so I really like it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's maybe a little bit more of a springtime deck just because yeah. of the floral uh, aspect of it. But I have, you know, when I was looking through it yesterday, prepping for this, I was like, man, I need to bring this out all the time. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I really like it, too. And the book also has, like, recipes you can use. Like, so if you forage it yourself, you can, like, yeah. make drinks and, like, cookies and stuff. And I'm like, this is, like, it's, it's like, very variety book. Like, what, what is what am I saying? I don't even know anymore. No, I think so that, that makes total sense. Yeah, so because it's more than just, like, oh, here's this plant and what it means and its magical uses. It's, like, goes to the practical. And I love the practical. And maybe that's why it's, like, a hedge witch sort of thing because it's, like, the practical uses of this. Yeah, and totally. 
I I really love it. And like you said, it's more of like I feel like it's more of a springtime deck, like more fitting. It, but at the same time, it's just like with line started, there's like empty spaces and color. So it can actually fit in with any season. But just because it's flowers, you think flowers in springtime and summertime. Yeah. It just kind of fits that sort of season better. But at the same time, it doesn't mean to be pigeonholed into that. Yeah. And the I would say the cardstock is a little bit better than Lion Strider. Yes. Maybe yeah. slightly. It seems like more substantial than I remember it feeling mm-hmm. upon yeah. further reflection. Yeah. I actually have a walkthrough of the whole entire deck saved in my Instagram highlights. If anyone wants to see all of the cards. Yes. And speaking <laughs> of remembered. all the cards, uh, the only, the only like small complaint I have in contrast is that there's only 40 cards in this Oracle deck. So it's so for like that sort of aspect, like I yeah. understand why there's only 40, but I just want more. I always kind of want more. So <laughs> I'm been spoiled by black and moons. Like, like I was just, I was literally just going to say, do you have, if you have all three uh, versions of Oracle of oddities, then you have like 97. Yeah. Cards. So, so I, maybe she, like, it'll be something where she will like do a, an additional, um, like expanded, like, expanded deck somehow, because like, it's just so beautiful and I love it. And I'm excited for her new Taro deck that's coming out. That's like the animals. That's like yeah. in the springtime. Like I'm just like all over. I'm all about her deck. Yeah. And I don't know if, she would have been able to do I mean I'm sure that she could have done more cards but the flashcard version was way smaller even than this yeah I'm it was surprised like 25 cards I don't know how you would have used the flashcards because like just having the stuff on the back would have annoyed the crap out of me so <laughs> yeah so it was definitely like a close your eyes and pull a card <laughs> thing um and it was all I mean I really liked it because it was so pretty it was a lot of the mm-hmm. same art although she did change a couple of them um but it was confusing to use as Oracle because the only thing on the front was the actual image of the botanical. So yeah. the name and the property and all of that stuff was on the back of the on card. On the back, yeah. So it was a little bit trickier to use. So mm-hmm. I really like this one. I think it's a lot more functional. Um, yeah. I actually gave the flashcard version to my sister, so oh. I don't even have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the backs of these are gorgeous. Like, I love the – it looks like dandelion. Yeah, it's like dandelions. Yeah. So I love it. So pretty. Okay, so what kind of readings have you used this for in the past? Uh, in my, I've done um, sort of my like week ahead spreads with it. Basically anything. I mean, I yeah. don't use it often enough to say that it feels more like a like spirituality deck or mm-hmm. you know something like that. But I've used it in all sorts of readings. Um, I like using it in addition to tarot cards. Yeah. Like I feel with a lot of Oracle decks, Um, but there isn't as specific of a mood for this one as there are for some other decks that I have. Yeah. Yeah. I multi-use. Yeah. I used it more for um, like personal readings and like to give, like if I, especially I've been using with line strider a lot lately because they work really well together. And so if one card kind of comes out like in a really weird position, I'll pull this, deck because it has like like the the um meanings and the flowers are unique enough to where it brings a more unique perspective than what i would say normal oracle deck would like it has yeah ephemeral and stuff like so it's a really unique perspective in this deck it's not just about the flowers the meanings are also really well thoughtful really well i love thoughtful. that there's oh a gosh, tenacity yeah. card really yeah. well thoughtful <laughs> you know I, i've stopped noticing when you do stuff like that i love it so much <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad someone just ignores my bad english <laughs> it's fine i understood what you meant <laughs> thank you <laughs> but yeah so it has like lots of unique 
sorts of meetings than you would that you wouldn't normally get in other books that I found. So yeah, totally. And also, if you look through the book, I just was remembering this just now. She has a lot of other images that aren't just the ones on the cards that are themed about these botanicals that are really cool. Like they're so gorgeous. Yeah, like alternative probably card options Mm -hmm. that she was looking at. Um, or even like cute little things with little animals or whatever. Yeah. It just feels like such a high quality field. I mean, it's called the field guide, but it just feels right. so good. It's just such a great book. It is. It's amazing. I, I like, I've literally carried it in my bag and just sat and re- and read it just because oh my I, gosh. I, it's just really, it's just really sweet and nice and I love it. Yeah. So do you have any favorite cards? I do. <laughs> I narrowed it down to three. Um, I really, really love the calendula card because that's just one of my favorite herbs to work with. I put it in a lot of like facial oils and stuff that I make. Um, and so I love that it represents Brighton because that's like, it's sort of medicinal use. It's really good for the skin, but Mm -hmm. then also it's marigold. So it's like these really happy, joyful, bright yellow flowers. Yeah. So I think Brighton is just such a good combination of the use and the like visual component. Um, and also the image is really cool because it just has one yellow flower and everything else is in black and white. Yeah. Um, I also really like the strawberry card, which is enjoy. It's yes. just really pretty with the little strawberries. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites too. I love that one. It's so cute. And I, I, I mean, who doesn't love strawberries? So right. sweet. And then weirdly, because I used to, when I first got this deck, I think like my second Instagram post ever on Holly Enchanted had an image of this moral mushroom. Oh, on it, yeah, moral. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And for some reason, I, I don't know why, because I don't like mushrooms, <laughs> <laughs> like as a food, <laughs> but I do food. think they're cool. I do think that fungi are pretty awesome. And yeah. I also just think that it's like, for, somehow she's made this mushroom look really pretty and cool rather than just like kind of boring and it represents regeneration which i also like i love it yeah i do like that one too my cards i also pulled enjoy because strawberries is like my favorite fruit but also you know me i like enjoy those cards that like like allow you to have fun and to remind yourself to like let go yeah and i feel like (laughs) i feel like this like card encompasses that so that's what that's the reason i like it um, I'm also a big fan of purple. So the next two cards are just because the art is beautiful. Nurture, which is, <laughs> which represented by Clover. Oh, and yeah, I, I, I never realized one. Clover was purple. Me neither. I, I didn't even realize it had flowers. Yeah. I just <laughs> thought it was like a little leaf, but apparently not. It um, must be like, maybe there's various kinds. Possibly. And we just, in North America, don't have that kind. We need to go to Europe. That's what the problem is. We need to live <laughs> in Europe. All right, I'll do it. Fine, yeah. I'll go. You've twisted my arm. <laughs> uh, Foxglove, I love because it's purple and just yeah, the art. Yeah, that's I so just, cool. And that one is connection. So I just thought that was really interesting. And then one that I was surprised that I've liked so much is Fern. I think ferns yeah. are boring. I find ferns in real life really boring. <laughs> but that's because you grew up in the South where they grow everywhere. When I see a it's fern, true. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much moisture here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were like wild ferns um, on my family's farm and stuff. But I love the illustration because the roots are still there. Like yeah. The exposed roots and it means growth. And I just like love that meaning and the visual component that's with it. So I don't know why I like, I don't like ferns in real life, but I like the fern here. So I think those it's are my really favorites. cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And did you see in the book, there's an image of a skull with a fern growing out of it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. 
it's pretty perfect. cool i love it i just love skulls good anyway. job ciolo thompson <laughs> yes okay so now we get to pull a card that represents oh, yeah. our relationship with the deck yay it, mine is gonna be like well you haven't pulled me out in like six months you jerk <laughs> oh well while we are shuffling i shall tell my little antidote oh. about this deck so yeah. i ordered this deck it finally came in my little korean shop like about a month ago and i was like oh, i gotta get it before it goes out so i get the package in the mail and i open the box and as i'm shuffling all of a sudden there's this red stuff everywhere and i have bled all over my deck and I'm like, what the crap? Like, where's this blood coming from? And apparently I had cut myself opening the box. Oh, my God. Just on your hand? Just on my hand. Like, And it wasn't like in a, a place that was obvious. It was like on the side of my finger. And I didn't feel it at all. So now my Whoa. deck has like blood splatter on the side <laughs> of these cards. So th- That's a good I, combination like- of our interest in true crime and tarot. <laughs> It's true. So, I mean, so if, if we if there's ever need for my DNA to like match my mitochondrial DNA, like get it from this deck. Um, but also, I, I feel like it. it's some like accidental like blood magic going on. So. Yeah. So you should be super bonded with this. You sacrifice. I know. I your own for this finger. <laughs> I did. So for my mitochondrial DNA, they'll have to go to a castle in northern Scotland, <laughs> and for yours, it's just this deck. <laughs> Oh, face scrapings. What did you get? Interestingly enough, I got fern. See? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I love growth. it. Yeah. It's all about be growing. I love that. Oh, fern. I hate you in real life, but I love you in this card. That's so sweet. Thank you. you. Card. And I got dandelion, which represents oh. humility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I actually feel about a lot of this the, about Lions Rider too. The Lions Rider deck and this deck apparently just want to bring me down a notch, which is fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'm cool with it. But I do you think at least that's know. hilarious. You at least know now. <laughs> and I'm also glad that the card that read us happened in this segment rather than any then, of the previous oh segments. Oh my gosh, yes. We are all <laughs> thankful to the goddesses for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, next week we're doing something a little different and we're going to be doing a book talk or book review i don't know if it's a review yeah. or just talking about a book so yeah, we're, we're going talk to about a book. talk about the book of speculation by erica swyler swyler yes. is that how it is and oh, it probably. has a book that involves taro pretty like throughout the whole entire story taro is web we webbed through that oh my gosh holly how can you do a podcast with me woven woven, <laughs> woven thank you <laughs> That's why that nine of wands came up. I have to be so resilient with my so resilient with my language. <laughs> so, but yeah. So what I read this book probably three years ago, and I remember thinking, "Oh wow, this is a lot of tarot." Yeah. But I didn't know as much about tarot then, right. As I do right. now. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to read, and then you've listened to it. Yeah, I started listening to it, and then he was going too slow for my taste. So then I just read it. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it's a really fast I usually read. listen to audiobooks on 1.5 speed. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like a really good narrate. Okay, I'll just stop because you'll have to listen next week to feel, to see what I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers I have so many about feelings. your feelings. No but spoilers yeah, about so my feelings. But if yeah. you want to read along with us, it's available everywhere. Probably everywhere. even your library. Like actually used books if you want to yeah. do that through Amazon or whatever. Um, but it's available everywhere. And if you want to read along, you totally should. It's okay if you don't finish it. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have, it'll probably be a little bit spoilery, but not anything huge. And we'll talk about the tarot aspects and just, you know, 
the magical aspects and all of that. And it's going to be our first book review, which is exciting because we're trying new things. Yay. All right. So that's our show. But before we get to all of the social media stuff, we just wanted to take a serious moment to send our love to Nyx. Um, We're so thankful for all of the love, talent, and hard work that she put into the Holistic Tarot Agency. Um, She's not going to be rejoining us in March after all, which gives her more time to keep being the incredible mom and wife and tarot reader slash badass that we know she is. You can always find her at Mother of Prisms on Instagram. And if you live in the Sacramento area or really anywhere in Northern California, she's doing in-person readings at the Cult of Gemini uh, in Grass Valley. And we love you and we love everything that you've given us and we'll miss you. Yes. Yeah, we will. Thank you for all that you've done, Nix. Yeah. We love you. We do love you. And I wanted to make a little mini announcement about our mini episodes. We're releasing little episodes every Tuesday and Saturday going through the Fool's Journey. So be on the lookout for those. Our next one will be The Magician and it'll be released on Saturday. Yay! Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for The Magician. Okay, so now that's our show. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you like us, please tell some friends about us and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you have a Tara question or life question that can help through Taro, email us at wildlytaropodcast at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at wildlytaropodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram for pictures of the decks we're using or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. Also, feel free to follow each of us on Instagram. I am Celestial Esther and Holly is Holly Enchanted. Yeah, you had a name change on the podcast I and did. a name change on Instagram. I did. Yeah. And lastly, thank you for sticking with us through this transition. We love you and we hope that you tarot wildly this week. Yes, we love you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.